In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yesterday, uh, a priest friend of mine and I went to go get some food at the uh, little Indian place over here called the Clay Pit, Um, and it was quite delicious. When we walked in, we were a little bit disappointed, however, that it wasn't open for dine-in, but we placed our order for takeout, and um, when we heard that it was going to take 30 minutes to get our food, uh, we were a bit disappointed again. Uh, Resigned to hunger, we sat down and began talking. In about 12 minutes, however, they got our food out. Elated that we'd received it so quickly, we proceeded to the rectory to enjoy it. Um, And it was a strange thing of, we expected one thing, which was okay, right, 30 minutes, and received another that was better, 12 minutes waiting for food. Uh, You might have gone into a bakery, on the other hand, and chosen something from the case which looked really delicious, and then when you bit into it, it was a little bit less delicious than you'd hoped for. Right? You're probably more disappointed because you were hoping that it would be really good right? than if, you just, if someone had just handed you that same pastry you know, and said, here, this is a gift. You wouldn't have been quite as disappointed. So my point is, brothers and sisters, what we expect changes the way we view certain events. Right? It doesn't actually change the, the thing itself, but it changes certainly the way we interpret things. In the gospel today, Jesus tells us what fruit we ought to bear. And in light of this, he tells us, very importantly, what fruit we should expect from others and from ourselves. We are the trees, brothers and sisters, that he speaks about. We are the trees in the garden of the Lord. Perhaps we're a variety of different trees. Some of us apples, some of us peaches, you know. Some of us figs, right? But we're all meant to bear good fruit. As one of the church fathers said, the tree is the soul, that is the man himself. The fruit is the man's works. So let's begin with this layer of the parable that we heard today. A tree, a good tree, bears good fruit, says the Lord. How can we come to bear this good fruit? Well, first, we need to be good, healthy trees, right? The very basis of a tree's ability to give fruit comes from its nature. A good, healthy tree doesn't come about of its own accord, but receives that nature from another, right? And a tree has a seed, and that seed gets planted, and then a seedling grows, right? It comes from another. In our case, we received our human nature when we were conceived immediately from God. But our nature was wounded. Our human nature was not as it ought to have been, but rather diseased from original sin. However, in baptism, brothers and sisters, our nature was substantially healed and even elevated so that we live a life that is no longer our own, but that of Christ Jesus. At our baptism, brothers and sisters, we received a permanent character. As a son or daughter of God, we're conformed to him. For as St. Thomas Aquinas wonderfully states, grace makes us day form. It makes us like unto God. But it's not enough to simply have the character, right? Imagine if you had, if you've ever seen a, a, a dying tree, right? 
a tree that has the form of a tree. It looks like a tree, but the life has gone out from within it. What has happened is that the sap has, draw, has, has dried up. Consider in the beginning, we read in the book of Genesis, brothers and sisters, how God formed man out of the clay of the earth. And then it, it says that he breathes his spirit into him. Similarly, so now God breathes new life into you and I at baptism. And if we have lost this life, which we call sanctifying grace or charity, he gives us, it, he returns it to us through the grace of repentance and the sacrament of confession. We're not barren, empty trees, brothers and sisters. No, instead, he gives us that life within us. The life we live is not ours, but his. Without the sap, a good tree, even the best tree, will not bear fruit. It will wither and it will die. If we want to give good fruit, we have to be connected to the Lord. We need to receive our life from the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit the way a tree receives its lifeblood from the ground, the sun, and the air. Without living in community, in communion with the Blessed Trinity, that is, with charity in our lives, we'll neither grow nor bear fruit. See, the basis, these are the first two points there, the basis for our life as a Christian consists primarily in receiving from God what he wishes to give us, those gifts. Receiving, brothers and sisters, is much more critical to bearing fruit than doing in the spiritual life. Now, if we wish to bear fruit, we also have to choose to do something. It's not as if God has made us quietus and said we, we do nothing. No, no, no. He invites us, but remember that it's always a reception first. If we wish to bear fruit, we must allow ourselves to be pruned and molded by him. Once again, a type of reception. With great courage, we ask God to change our hearts to receive the grace of repentance, even from venial sins. We want him to remove the parts and prune the parts of our soul that will not bear fruit so that the rest of us can grow. In summary, what makes works good? How do we know if we bear fruit? Charity. Charity, which allows us to love God above all things and to love others as He loves Him. Charity is our life. It's the measure of our holiness. It's the measure of a Christian. As St. Gregory tells us so long ago, about this parable. By this sentence, it's given us to learn that among men, charity and humility, not mighty works, are to be esteemed. He goes on, if there be any miracles of heretics, the church despises them because she knows that they have not the marks of holiness. And the proof of holiness is not to work miracles, but to love our neighbor as ourselves and to think truly of God and of our neighbor as better than ourselves. If we're growing in charity, brothers and sisters, then we'll bear fruit. 
And this brings us to the second really important part of the parable. The warning about those who come in sheep's clothing but are really wolves. See, one who comes in sheep's clothing may look attractive, may seem interesting, but we got to test, we, gotta, we have to understand, is this, is it charitable? And Christ is not only talking exteriorly to us, right, like about other people, but he's also inviting us to consider whether we sometimes are wolves in sheep's clothing. How do we act? Do we act in accord with charity, or do we act in the way that will get us what we want? Be be aware of how evil can come looking so comfortable. Be aware of how it looks attractive. Be mindful of how our expectations of how holiness looks color the way that we react to those around us. Our expectations, better or worse, they do color in the way that we judge things as good or evil. Even even how we judge other people as good or as evil. We need to remember, brothers and sisters, that as St. John Chrysostom says, the discerning of a tree is done by its fruits, not the fruits by the tree. A tree is known by its fruits. You know that this is an apple tree ultimately because, unless you're a botanist, right? Because it bears apples. You know, brothers and sisters, that a person is a Christian. You know that you're, you are living your Christianity, better put. Let's make it personal about ourselves. If we're growing in charity. Charity is the measure and nothing else. And this goes for communities as well as individuals. If a community is unkind to outsiders or to each other within itself, each individual within it has to look and say, am I living a life of charity? Am I living according to the life of Christ, to the life that has been given to me in my baptism? Charity, which is proven always by love towards our neighbor and love of God, which is something that always looks like the cross, brothers and sisters, is the only accurate measure of whether we are good trees. And as St. John of the Cross so eloquently put it, in the afternoon, in the evening of our lives, we will be judged by our love.